Blog Talk Radio. Security level 3 or above is required. 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 Incoming transmission. Download complete. Incoming transmission. Download complete. Sisters to another edition of Roundtable Tuesday here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network.com. If you got well here on blogtalkradio.com, sorry. Ha. So if you guys are listening to us, man, you guys are listening to us live via Blog Talk Radio, SoundCloud, iTunes, and uh, later on in our archives, wherever you might be listening and tuning into us at. I tell you guys, it's good to be back on. I, I want to do apologize again for Sunday's. Saturdays and Sundays, they're just not quite the same, um, which is strange because we've been meaning to do them. It's just we have not not only found the time, but just the motivation and the sheer willpower to, to do them. Um, so I don't know what that's telling me. You know, I don't know if that's negligence on our part or if that's just the Lord saying no for a time this season. So we'll see about that. But anyways, uh, before we get going here, I do want to let you guys know we're going to try our best to continue on with the regular scheduled broadcasting um, for this week, uh, let me see. Today's Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday. I get off at five. Come over here at six. All right, yeah. So we should be able to have um, young disciples back in on here. And I do just want to read a read a couple things here tomorrow. But um, for tomorrow's episode, I will have that up later on tonight. So you guys want to go check that out? It's going to be good. And I think I want to talk about uh, a little bit about you know your your, your workplace. You know. Um, as a matter of fact, I kind of I'm kind of going to steal a little bit of this uh, from tonight. You let your light shine, your light shall break forth. You know, even in your workplace, Amen. So we might be talking a little bit about that, talking about some ways 
how you can be an example in your workplace and uh, just kind of see where the where the Lord takes us tomorrow. But uh, also, brothers and sisters, you know, just continue praying for me and my wife in this time in this season. You know, there's a lot of changes, a lot of um, ups and downs, good, some good, some bad, um, that we've been kind of going over and just going through. Um, and I want to thank everybody out there that's just been prayerfully considering, um, you know, I, well, just lifting us up in prayer, man. I'll tell you, it's, it's very important. Um, especially for us in this time, because without your guys' prayers, you know, I don't know how, how far we can, how far we can go. Amen. So yeah, I want to thank you guys for praying for us and just uplifting us and uh, sending us the words of encouragement. Amen. So without further ado, I do want to bring on our very special guest here tonight, brother Steve Fraze from Roundtable Tuesdays. How you doing, man of God? Hey, I'm doing fine, Curtis. It's all good today. The sun is shining, and we've been fed, and we're we're in pretty good shape, at least for those of us that are used to uh, toiling in the world system day after day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's still a little bit of adjustment going on there, hey, young fella? <laughs> well, just a little bit, but you know what? It's actually kind of funny. Um, you begin to appreciate light a lot more, especially whenever you work in a warehouse all day. Um, <laughs> where there is no natural light to speak of, and you go outside and it feels like I'm I'm, I'm like uh, the Schmeagle from uh, Lord of the Rings, just saying, you know, um, being exposed to the light. You know, that's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome. But at the same time, I I definitely know what that means to be in the dark hovels. Amen. <laughs> well, okay, so then you know we're talking about our title for tonight. Then your light shall break forth. But then your light will break forth. Well, isn't that isn't that kind of interesting and fitting, isn't it? Actually, it is because you know there's there's different ways we can kind of go about this, um, you know. And I don't I don't quite know how you're going to take this, but you know I'm down to go wherever the Lord leads us, man. Um, you know, because without the Father, I mean, basically He's the one that does everything for us. You know, He's the one that leads us in, leads us through, and tells us what to do. Amen. <laughs> that that that's exactly right, and. And where I want us to go tonight, and for for anyone that's listening that has a Bible, I would encourage you to grab it, and because we're gonna go we're gonna go into Isaiah chapter fifty-eight. Um, you know, it is interesting, Curtis, because it it's becoming more and more obvious to me, and I hope it continues, and I hope I get a full understanding of it, um, a full knowledge of it sometime. Is 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 how is how we have that light in us, and and it isn't so much um, whether we're happy about the day, whether we're unhappy about the day, whether things went right, whether things went wrong, whether when, whether you kicked your cat this morning, you know those kinds of things. When we have the fullness of of the Father in us. Um, we have it. It's all there. We just have to open the door and let it out. And and we, you know, we've been talking about that so much in the last week or two, even even with the group here and and Paula and I. And it's just we're 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 coming to a place where we're starting to realize how unbelievably blessed we are because we are justified through Jesus and because his justification has been done and it's just like the judgment. The judgment has taken place. 
as the moment we walked through that veil and came to a knowledge of who Jesus Christ was in a relationship, the judgment passed from us. And that and, and we need to believe and understand that as 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 followers of Jesus Christ. And we're just starting to really taste the tip of the iceberg in my mind as far as some of those things go. Because we believers, you know, and, and we've said it many times, Curtis, and you've said the same thing. We, we, we must, we have a job to do, and the job isn't for us, and it's not because of us, but it's because we love who has saved us from all that there is and, and from uh, an eternity away from our Creator. And so... Uh, he's given us a job. We've been destined before time to to do what it is that he wants us to do. But are we going to take it or aren't we? You know, and that's where that's where the that's where his fullness comes. He can't work in us if we're not going to allow him to. But do we want to sit around status quo or or do we truly want to see works and miracles and and all of the incredible things that he has in store to be done through us. Um, I know I, for one, want to see those things. I want to behold them. I want to be a part of them. And I want to walk in, in a freedom and in a knowing um, of who he is. You know, I, I guess I think sometimes of of Brother Marcus and how he talked about going into the courtrooms of heaven and and uh, and some of those things. And, and it just... You know, it makes me think about how far away we might be from from where we could be. And we just have to keep steering in that direction. And as we do, the light breaks forth. So, did you want to add anything before we Amen. start well, praying, Curtis? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I do. Um, a couple things is, you know, whenever you talk about, and I'm not here saying this by all means, brothers and sisters, to discourage you. But when we want to allow the Lord to shine forth in our lives, you know, we are going to be held to – and that's one of the things that we always got to make sure is we're going to be held to accountability. Um, you know, are you able – are we able to stand in that certain level of certainty where, you know, say, hey, you know, I stood before the Lord or I stood in the throne room of God, the courtrooms of heaven, and you know, now I, I, I'm, I'm here to share the things that I've seen. But because, Brother Steve, that we've seen or been privy to such things, I know they have us – that's available to us today. That's available to us right now as believers. But if we want to go into those areas, man, you guys, we, we better make sure our hearts are right. Um, there's no half in and half out, and I don't know if I'm talking to any believers out there that are half in or feel like they're half in, half out. But you know, you can't go and and basically want to live live like a saint – and you're going around and you got like – and I, I'm going to put it this way real quick. It's not so much about what you're doing in the natural that you got to be watching out for. I'm talking about black and white. You know what's sin and you know what's not. You know what's acceptable and you know what's not. But what I'm talking about is your mindsets and the issues of your heart can hold you back or put you in a place of – Great, great damnation whenever you see these things, and I know this might be a little hard, but say, for instance, Brother Steve, if I were to go – if the Lord said, okay, you know, I'm going to privy you 
to the throne rooms, to the courts of heaven, because this is what you've been you know, uh, interceding for. This is what you've been begging and crying out for me for. So like a good father, I will, I will allow you to see this because this is what you want. But do you really want it? He'll say that right before you let, he lets you in. You'll be like, yes. And whenever you do, you can no longer snap at people, or I should say you are going to be held to a higher sense of judgment uh, interacting with day-to-day people, You know your language, your, your, your heart, how you perceive things. Do you look at somebody and say, well, you know, they're just being snobby? Or are you looking at them through the eyes of the Father? Are you looking at them through the eyes of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Not just, you know, look what sin, look at that person, look what they're wearing, it's unclean, it's on this. Or are we going to start looking at every situation through the Father's eyes? And I think that's one of the most dangerous things about, you know, praying what, uh, if I can switch gears here real quick. Praying what Solomon um, prayed and even walking in the grace that that Marcus had, um, you know, a lot of people they want to they, they they envy him, but we don't really know and understand the things he had to give up and the things that the father says you are forced to change this in your life. If not, you won't survive. <laughs> so I would say, yeah, amen, brother. Let your light shine. Let it go forth. But um, we got to be careful what we ask for, amen? <laughs> well, you know, and, and it makes me think, Curtis, quickly of of counting the cost because that's what it's mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to count the cost. But 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 can we can we in our in our in our inner being um, truly be be joyful if we count the cost and say, you know what, that cost is not worth what I think I'm going to see through this relationship. Because if we do that, we stop right there, right? And when you stop, you mm-hmm. start moving backwards. And so and so it is it is we need to count the cost. But we need to count the cost and then just say, Lord, here I am. Take me and use me. And then and then we will have challenges, no question. Because he wants to know how serious you really are, right? And so, oh, then the mm-hmm. light can shine, and it's his light. Well, well, I would say just like real quick words of encouragement, because somebody that has lived where I've lived and lived with the people I lived with, Brother Steve, for the last uh, eight years now, I mean even including you guys, you know, there is a certain level where I say, you know what? Weigh the cost, brothers and sisters, but understand that if you take that step – Oh, it's so worth it. I mean, it's so worth Mm. it because no matter how – okay, and we say this, and I got to reaffirm this to to our brothers and sisters and even those that might be straddling. You know, whenever the Lord says, count it all joy that they will persecute you, they will stone you to death, they will – I mean, for crying out loud, they will do every imaginable and unthinkable thing to you. He says rejoice. Because they did it to me first. They they nailed my hands to the cross. They nailed on me a crown of thorns. They humiliated me. They beat me. They, 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 they bruised my body. And he says, I've counted the cost, and I count it all joy. So brothers and sisters, just please be encouraged. Do not ever think for one second 
Is it worth it? I don't care if you've been through your darkest valleys, your, your, your deepest hell points. I don't care if your body is screaming at you saying no or if your mind saying I am physically unable to. Just know the Lord and not only me and Brother Steve but many out there are, are praying and interceding for you. Because Brother Steve, did you realize this? Do you guys know this? That the Lord actually intercedes on our behalf? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do know that, Curtis. Uh, coming into a full realization of what that means is another, <laughs> is another step, right? Because, wow, mm-hmm. wow. And we are stepbrothers and stepsisters with him. We're joint, we're joint heirs. Like we were reading in Ephesians and, and, and in James 1 and 2 this, this last weekend, Wow, like it's just incredible what we have and and we don't realize what we have and what we're what we're able to walk in. Um you know, I, I, we're deferring our prayer, but you know what? It makes you were talking about about counting the cost and then and then going for it, right? You know what? I'm coming home from Western Canada last weekend and I said this to Paula here I am, I'm traveling down a two-lane highway, and, and I see this, this man, and he's at the end of his driveway. He's got a long gravel driveway that's, that fronts onto the highway. And I see this man, he's right at, near the highway on his driveway. He's, he's standing there, and he's got two dogs, and they're both big dogs. They're 65, 75-pound dogs. They're like Cephas or a little bigger. <laughs> and all I saw... All I saw was those two dogs, and they were looking up at their master, and all they were doing was waiting. They were not moving. They were looking at him and waiting for him to give them an order, and they, and they were ready to go. And it just, it just brought home to me what, what it is that we are as children of the living God to, to be waiting on him with bated breath, just waiting for him to say, okay, go here. Okay, speak this. Okay, do that. Um, okay, be quiet and spend time with me. You know, we, we get so tangled up in so many things in, in the world. And Curtis, you know, you're now, you're working, you're working full time. And, and those things those things can take away our ability to sense and and hear from the Lord if we're not careful. But it but mm-hmm. it's so imperative that we keep our focus. And and you know what? Then this morning, and I'm telling stories now. This morning I'm heading for work, and it's earlier in the morning. And I think at least it's earlier in the morning. It was before seven thirty. And I get up on on top of a hill at Larvere, which is a valley. For those of you that don't know west of where we live. And a coyote comes shooting out of the ditch right in front of the truck. And I missed him. But that dog was running like he is like he had something hot behind him. And you know what? It made me think. It made me think, you know what? You're just like Satan. I'm going to kick your butt and you're going to get out of my way. And you know what? I'm sorry. That was a bad attitude. But I saw that and it gave me a picture of what we should be doing to Satan. We should make him run, go the other way, leave, leave me alone, find some other rotten place to, 
to do your thing. It's, you know, and, and you know what, Curtis, I think, and I have to give Paula credit for some of this because she sees things that way so easily. And I think many times we look at situations in our lives and it's all, it's all physical. It's all temporal. It's all about what's right in front of our eyeballs. It's like this coyote. I wasn't going to hit him with a truck, but I thought, you know what? You look like Satan running away. And I like to see that. Because this coyote was ugly. He was wet. It had rained. And he was soaked. His fur looked terrible. And he, But he was going, you know. And I have never seen a coyote that close before. But anyway, that was, you know, it was just the difference between these two dogs that I saw the other day and then this coyote. So anyway, now we really got far off. But, but the idea is that we are resting in our father and and. And what he has already done for us, and Curtis, um, we in the in coming weeks, I want us we're going to start talking about about a little bit more detail on what he has actually done and what has been completed for us. And and if we have listeners that are going to hear this, there may be some people that are that are going to go, whoa! I guess I really haven't realized what what is there and what I've walked into. So anyway. You know what, Curtis? Let's pray before the program's over, and then let's just see where Isaiah 58 takes us. Amen. Okay. okay. So, Father, we thank you again for today. We thank you, Lord, for the, the air that you give us to breathe. We thank you, Lord, for the heart that beats in our chests. We thank you for the veins and the blood that pulses and courses through our bodies so that we might be effective witnesses for you. Lord, that your light would break forth in all of we, your people. For, Lord, you have already gained the victory. Satan is a defeated foe. We can talk about darkness and blackness as much as we want to, Lord, but we know the end of the story, and we know that you are the champion, and that as your children, we will spend eternity with you no matter how rough the road gets between now and when we find eternity in, in, in death or in passing on. Lord, only you are worthy to receive honor and glory and blessing and praise. And Lord, for those tonight who may need encouragement, Lord, we pray for them especially. Lord, we ask that you would build them up that you would draw them unto yourself as as the 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 one song goes that you draw you draw us into your heart and you you hug us lord i pray that you would do that for someone tonight that's listening lord whether it's live or whether it's via archive i pray that your will would be done lord that the words that are said tonight would be to your honor and glory and let nothing come between. And we will be careful to give you the honor and glory, for it's in the precious name of your Son, Jesus, our Savior, that we pray. Amen and amen. And so, okay, for, for those of you who have a Bible, like I said, Isaiah 58, then your light will break forth. You know, um, this kind of came out of nowhere, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and we, Curtis, two weeks ago, you and I were talking about this on the air a little bit, and 
and we kind of got diverted, so we didn't uh, we didn't really follow through with with a whole lot of what I was going to talk about that night. And then last week we were we were on the road, so that kind of messed up the schedule. But but I want us to actually work through Isaiah chapter fifty eight if we can. Uh, it is just it's an incredible chapter, and again, you know there there are there are times when there's reproof required, and there are times when there is praise and and um and building up required and so you're probably going to see some of both sides of that in this chapter but i think i think it's good for us because because we need to realize where we come from and we real we need to realize who we are and what we have in christ and so i want us to start reading in isaiah 58 chapter uh, chapter 58 verse 1 And here the Bible says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Now, we can say that Isaiah was speaking this on behalf of the Lord um, to the people of Israel, and that may be, but we also are going to apply this to our everyday lives as, as believers, because he's talking to his people, to my people. So, because they're the Father's people, that includes us. Because if we are believers, we are all a part of that. So, so here, as we start, we get into this chapter. Here, the leadership is given instruction and mandate to show the people their transgressions. You know, we we have been forgiven much, and and our transgression have our transgressions have been put under the blood, but. We cannot, we cannot walk in a walk that would ignore the price that's been paid for us, the great price that's been paid for us, because it was paid with Jesus Christ's blood, and and the the sheer magnitude of what He did from the beginning of the process to when when He went down into hell and took back the keys and and fought in in hell and even preached to those who were sometimes unfaithful if we don't we need to realize that we still must discuss things we we must talk about things when things are wrong and so here here Isaiah is is speaking and telling the leadership that they must let people know what their transgressions that that they are transgress transgressing and so in verse 2 it says yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their god they ask of me the ordinances of justice they take delight in approaching to god so here here he's speaking again, and it sounds like in this verse that they're doing all the right things. They're doing, they're 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 coming at this thing. They they seek the Lord daily. They want to know his way his ways. They have not forsaken the ordinances of their God. They've they they take delight in approaching to god they want they they appear like they want to know the father and so what i see here is that you know their 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 hypocrisy is evident 
And and we need to be careful that we are not hypocritical when we seek the Father, but that we do it in sincerity. In verse 3 here, it says, Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure, and exact all your labors. So here they're saying, We've, we, we're, we fasted, and, and God hasn't seen. We've afflicted. They've afflicted their souls, and, and they're saying the Father doesn't take knowledge of it. But then he comes back and he replies and says, in the day of your fast you find pleasure. So how serious is this, fly, this fast? And then you exact all your labors. And so what that's referring to is they are, they are making others work for them. And so under the guise of fasting, someone else is doing their work. And yet they're, they're having enjoyment during this time where, where, they need to be, where they need to be applying themselves and, and humbling themselves so that they might hear from the Father and that they might draw closer to him. So, so brothers and sisters, this, this applies to us. Because sometimes, I guess I'll use myself as an example, we can fast, and it's, for me, I'll say it's relatively easy to fast for a short period of time. And, I don't know, maybe it's because I have extra. But, frankly, um, we need to fast to the point where, where we realize that our body is beginning to diminish and suffer, so that so that we can get into a different realm. And I think I said this two weeks ago, Curtis, it might have been three weeks ago, but Ray, Ray Phipps made the comment about fasting, and he, and he said that you think you might hear uh, the Lord speak when you're fasting. But he says, you know, that's not really the case. He says, but it sure will make you listen more. <laughs> and that, and I, I just, I, that, is, that is so true. It's it's just such an easy truth to, to understand because it isn't about getting him to talk to us. It's about getting us to hear him and to be humble to him. So verse four says, behold, ye fast for strife and debate. So here you're, you're fasting to come at, at a situation or, or a debate or something from your own perspective. And you're looking for ammunition so that you can present your perspective. And then to smite with the fist of wickedness. So it's almost like these people were looking at fasting as a way to bring um, condemnation or damage on wicked people. And as the verse continues in verse 4, it says, Ye shall not fast as ye do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. And so what the Lord is saying here is, you're you're not going to fast like this if you expect to have your voice heard in in the heavenlies. You're You're going to need to change how you fast. And so... And and so what this boils down to is, are you fasting for the right reason? So verse 5, is it such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? 
Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? So here the Lord is, is, is giving, giving an example of what true fasting and true humility is like coming before him. And he's, he's saying, he's challenging them and saying, is this, is this what you are really doing? And in verse 6, he says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? So, in these verses here, from probably verse 4 to verse 6, we, we're fasting. When we fast, are we fasting for the right reason? Are we fasting for the wrong reason? We perceive that we want to do it for the right reasons, but but are we doing it with malice or an agenda or, or some other nefarious reason? I'll use that term. So, so the importance here is that we find in our spirit why it is that we want to fast. I know many times we want to make ourselves look good. And, and in certain cases, we even make our, our, ourselves feel good, but to what end? Where's the value in that? And, and again, we're, we're getting back to the nuts and bolts because, because this, this, this walk with the Lord is not, is, is not a milk toast walk. There, there are many that are, that are walking in that, and, and my prayer is that we're all walking past that. You know, a fast is designed to break the bonds of evil in our lives and to release the burdens of the oppressed and to break yokes, strong men, strongholds, and, and many other potential weights in our lives. And so that's truly what a fast is for. And, and beyond that, you will learn to hear the Father speak more clearly. He may still speak just as quietly as he did before, but all of a sudden you can you can hear it because you'll be able to hear a pin drop. Verse 7 says, Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh? So, So here... Our fasting is to create in us a new person so that, so that we can do the things that the Father, that the Father has, put in, has put in us. Okay, because now I'm, gonna, I'm just going to step back for a second. And I'm going to talk about the conscience a bit. Because brothers and sisters, Brother Curtis, we all realize things that are good and things that are righteous, and things that are holy. When we help our brother, when we help someone who is not even a brother, who, who is an unbeliever, when we help those, when we clothe them, when we, when we give them food, when we help them with finances where they need it, um, when we do those physical things for them, and, and on top of all of that, we pray for them, that is where we are showing that new person in us. So, again, fasting doesn't 
make the Father speak to us or speed up the process of when he speaks to us. But it does certainly sharpen our ability to hear. And, and so those things help us realize that there, are, that there are others around us. And we've said this before, Brother Curtis, that, that no matter where we are in our spiritual walk with the Lord, there is always someone that we can help and I'm not talking necessarily financially or physically, but there's something that you're carrying in your heart, in your spirit, in your life that can make a difference to someone else. You know, we, we many times hear about these horrible stories of, of people where they've lived through things and they've had to deal with things and they've been abused and, and many things like that. And then they've come to the Lord and and you sometimes wonder why why did that happen what what was the purpose in that and yet it it gets to be glaringly obvious because those people have something that someone down the road is going to need and they are the ones that can speak to them about that and come from a knowing perspective um you know it's like someone said if you've never if you've never um driven a Ford F-150 and you try to tell me how good it is and it's it's better than a Silverado and it's better than a Ram and it's it's all this and all that in a bag of chips but if you've never driven one why why do I take you seriously and sometimes I think with with people walking this walk of life like where where I may not have experienced something Curtis, Brother Curtis, you may have, or, or, or Sister Haley may have, or Paula may have. And, and each one of us, you know, it's like when we come together. Why do we come together? Someone asked us this Sunday night, why, why do we get together? And for what, What's the real purpose? The real purpose is that we build one another up in our most holy faith, but we exercise the gifts that we have been given. And, and we, as we exercise them, we hone them, and, we, and the Lord helps us sharpen them so that as we, go, as we go further in this walk, we can go deeper and we can be more effective for Him. So fasting doesn't allow us to hide behind something else or to deflect our condition. Truly fasting for the Father's glory will be the true result, and that, is, that will be evident in others, in, in how, we, how we look at others. You know, something that we, were, that we were made aware of this past weekend was people always talk about faith in Jesus, faith in Jesus, faith in Jesus. Interesting thing. If you go to James, I believe somewhere in the first chapter, you will see the term, the faith of Jesus. And so. Oh, oh. We're, it, the internet's up there. Yeah, oh. internet, the whole internet just stink. Just like a few minutes start to get through. So did you take a jacket?
Jesus. All right. Well, it looks like we are back there, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, that's that's funner than uh, funner than uh. Yeah. Anyways, that's pretty fun. So we just totally tanked on the internet. So you guys, sorry, brothers and sisters, for all that, man. I tell you, we were, we were having a good show. Ah, I don't even know where Brother Steve last left off on, man. But um, you guys just give us a second here, and I think I got you back. Brother Steve, how are you coming in? How am I coming in, man? I, I'm here. Are you there? Oh, yeah, boy. I'm here. You're there. <laughs> oh, boy. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> okay. Well, so we let's just frankly don't have a clue of where we were. No, I, I don't think I do. I don't. I don't have a clue where you were, man. Um, mm. like this just got me all discombobulated. Like, I'm not even going to lie, but this isn't the worst thing that's happened on the radio. Um, before we were scheduled two minutes before showtime happened and our internet, like everything went off and we didn't get power back until the next day. So, um, this ain't the worst thing that's happened here on warrior radio. It's just, okay. well, it's hey. unfortunate, but yeah, it, it looks like it's, it looks like it's back up. So um yeah we don't we don't know where we left off but we were just getting to a really really good place you know where that is verse eight so do we carry right. on yeah, okay carry so on, man. carry on okay so up to up to verse eight we were talking well in in this case it, we were talking specifically about fasting but but in verse seven there was uh I'm just going to start in verse 7 here again, and it says, Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? So here he's talking about fasting, and, and what happens when we're, when we're truly in, in, a, in a posture of, of fasting and, and seeking the Lord and understanding um, who we are and where we are and what we are to those around us. And and so here we go into verse 8. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and thy glory and the glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward. And so Look at the result of walking in transparency and humility before the Father. You know, brothers and sisters, we 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 sometimes seem to think that we can fool our Creator. And I don't know how we could think that. He knows everything we think, everything we do, everything we see, everything we say, uh, everything we mutter in uh, weird language, whatever it is. And so... When we're transparent, that is the result um, shown in verse 8. And so we have all of these promises that come with that. We have light. We have health. We have righteousness. We have the glory of the Lord, brothers and sisters. Think about that. So who doesn't want to be in light? Who doesn't want to live in light? Who doesn't want to have health, whether it's spiritual health, physical health, uh, uh, every psychological health, um, financial health, whatever it is. Don't we all want to be in health, in good health, 
and righteousness, being righteous. You know what? Righteousness, I don't know what the exact um, definition is, but being righteous is just being right before your maker. And who doesn't want to be in that place as a child of his? So a reference that I came up with because of this was Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 and 34. And here Matthew, through the, uh, the unction of the Holy Spirit, says, well, actually, no, Jesus is speaking here. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So, so when, we're, when we're living in the evidence of verse 8 in chapter 58 of Isaiah, we can be assured that we are going to be in that place of righteousness and the glory of the Lord is going to be our reward. So then verse 9 says, Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity. Who doesn't want the Lord to answer when we call? Who, who doesn't want him to say, Here I am. And, and all this takes is that we is that we take the yoke away from ourselves that is holding us um, in a position of self-indulgence, self-absorption. He says putting, the putting forth of the finger and the speaking vanity. So you're, you're sticking your finger out and you're, you're speaking useless talk. And that can be many things. Who knows? I don't even want to go into exactly what what that would what that might mean. So when we call, the Lord will answer. And how many of us need the reality of that in our lives? You know, it made me think of Jeremiah thirty three three, and that verse says, "Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not." And so. Who of us doesn't want that? And all he's got he's got such clear instruction on on how we can get there. Verse ten If thou draw out if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul. Yes, sir. Okay, no, I thought I lost you there for a second. Oh, okay. Well we'll we'll carry on, pretend it's okay. Verse 10, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shalt thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness shall be as the noonday. And so here again, do we help the hungry? Do we look to relieve the afflicted soul? The light of the Lord Jesus will shine in and through us and there will be no darkness. Our light will come through in any darkness and it's like somebody said the other day, it doesn't matter how little the light is. If it goes, if, if a room is dark, it can be pitch black. If you have one little ember, there is light. 
and that's what he's referring to. We are we are we are living we are a living example. And and um another reference that I think is fitting here is Philippians 2 and verse 4. And here it says, "Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others." Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And so, brothers and sisters, it is, it, it's, it's an easy recipe. If we, if we care for the hungry, if we, if we help the afflicted soul, then we will grow in our walk, in our relationship. And, and, we are going to we are going to get closer to our maker which is ultimately what we want to do so that we are more effective for him verse 11 and the lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not no matter the circumstances we will be blessed we will be satisfied because he will take care of us. He promises to take care of every need that we have. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we get ourselves tangled up with what is a need and what is a want. And that's one of the things that, that we, as we mature in, in this walk as believers, we learn to understand more what is a need and what is a want. Uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 says, Are not two sparrows so sold for a farthing and one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father but the very hairs of your head are all numbered fear ye not therefore ye are of more value than many sparrows you know it is it's um it's really easy if we think from that physical perspective to understand how we should be valued um much more greatly than some some small birds. And yet the interesting thing is, we talk about this sometimes. I tend to have a problem. Uh, I, I keep running into birds. I keep hitting them on my in my vehicle. <laughs> and some some people say there's a reason for it, but I'm not going to admit that. But but you know what? I'll, I'll be I'll be truthful. Every time that happens, I think the Lord saw that bird fall. And and because he made, he made the bird, he made the trees, he made all of the plants, he made the rocks. The rocks are alive. The word says the rock that the rocks are alive. And so so if if those things were designed and created by him and they are important to him, just think of what we are to him. Brothers and sisters, we have we have this we have access to this huge, unlimited um, source of of energy and love, and and that's what he would like to portray through us is the is his love, and so verse twelve says, and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. 
Brothers and sisters, our spiritual strength will come from above, and the Lord will use us to do great works for him. If we, if, if we want to be used of the Lord, he will use us. Um, Isaiah 40, 31 is a reference to this. Isaiah 40, 31. Verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So wait on the Lord. Just wait on the Lord, because he will move you when the time is right. Just listen. Just continue to listen. Verse 13. If thou, Well, you know what? Before I go to verse 13, how do you like to be called the repairer of the breach? You know what? I want to stand in the gap. I want to stand in the breach. Yep. Hey, man, you know, I I don't want to cut you off, man, but this this really is getting good. Because, you know, the repair of the breach, you know, dude, that's no small feat. I mean, you think about that. That the Lord would put you in a place to where you're not only able – how can I put this? A breach cannot be repaired with anything other than something that is equal or of greater value. Mm. Plain (laughs) and simple. Right. Right. I I don't don't know if that is, is, you know, yeah, so. Well, yeah, but – and to build up the old waste places. And raise up the foundations of many generations. You know, um, wow. We've see this is this is part of what what we as believers need to come into, Curtis, and that is to realize what we are. We have we have been given. You know, it's and we talk about this all the time. Jesus said, "Greater works than these you will do, because I go to the Father." And so we've talked about this, and we look at the canon of Scripture, uh, the 66 books of the Bible, the, the books that are called the Bible, and we think, wow, this is the Holy Word of God. And you know what the, who the Holy Word of God is? His name is Jesus Christ, our Savior. The black and white of the, of the Scripture is good. It's good. It's there to help us. But we don't worship the book. We worship the author and the finisher of the book is also the finisher of our faith. But, but when Jesus Christ said that greater works than these you will do because I go to the Father, I think about Peter and James and John and Paul and the things that they did that were written in, in the book. They're in the black and white of the book. But I think there's... There's Evan, and there's Curtis, and there's Haley, and there's Christine, and there's Steve, and there's Paul, and there's Henry, and there's Nancy, and there's Susan, and there's Lila, and there's Mary, and there's George, and there's, and there's, there's every believer that is, that is walking the earth has the ability to have this book continue to be written because it isn't just black and white. The book, is, the book is being finished. The story is being finished as we are doing and being what he has designed us to be. So who doesn't want to be a part of that? And who doesn't want to finish well? And who doesn't want to be 
a repairer of the breach. And so I guess um, I almost went by there, but I guess that was, we were supposed to say that yet, right? So verse Mm -hmm. 13, if thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Brothers and sisters, it's talking about the Sabbath, but the Sabbath can be spiritual just as well as physical. Because what he's saying here is, look to me and look at what I am doing. Look to me in, in how I am moving and how I want to move in you. And when we do that, we will honor him. And we will not be wanting to fill our own lusts, fulfill our own fleshly ways. We will want to follow him and be what he wants us to be. And so, brothers and sisters, it is, it, boy, we, we just, we just got to follow. Um, I've got one scripture as a close, Deuteronomy 28 and verse 13. And that verse says, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If thou, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Brothers and sisters, this isn't about a bunch of do's and don'ts. This is about looking at that creator who, who bought us back with the price of his son and wanting to please him because of what he's done for us. Anything, Curtis? Hey, man, brother. Well, sorry, I disappeared there for a few seconds. Somebody was at you guys' door, and I heard the doorbell ringing. Um, <laughs> but actually, I got quite a bit of few thoughts on, on, on actually several points. You know, whenever you were talking about earlier in Isaiah, um, whenever it said that those that basically fast, and, you know, long story short, they're, they're, their whole heart isn't in it, and it's easy for them. You know, it, it's easy for their flesh, so to speak. You know, that was almost like a conviction for me because I was like, ooh, you know, Lord, I don't want to be held accountable. I mean, like, you know, I don't want to I, I don't I don't want to be put in that position because uh, time and time again, brother, I've tried fasting and it just wasn't easy. You know, I mean, it, it, it wasn't easy. But at the same time, my body so much wanted more to feast and to fatten myself. Does that make sense? Um, mm. So I would. I would say, like, yeah. dude, that's like a conviction, like, hardcore from the Lord, you know, and you know what? Maybe there's some more fasting that needs to be done on my part. So I, I was thinking of it more along those lines, and then um, something else you said about um, – oh, Lord, help me. It was the next verse over. It was the next topic that you touched on. Um, there was fasting uh, and then the one right after it. Hang on, hang on. Okay, you had uh... – well, okay, so this was, okay, we were referring to um, about uh, the Sabbath. Um, 
because that was verse 13 and 14. That was the end of the chapter, and it's referring to the Sabbath and how we will turn away from our own selves um, and honor and honor Him. Um, that was that's kind of where that was, I think, Curtis, because Isaiah 40 verse 31. Oh, hold it, hold it, hold it. No, 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 because you're talking up up here around um verse 6 and 7 of that of that reference um is not this the fast that I've chosen to loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that ye break every yoke and then in verse 7 it says is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house when thou seest the naked and that thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh that's that's kind of what came after that, Curtis. But okay, yeah, you know, and, and I want yeah. to stop right there. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, yeah. I got I got the train of thought on that one. Um, you know, whenever the Lord says basically, you know, cover cover those that that you know are naked and 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 clothe those right and feed them. Um, you know, I can I I don't know if this is exactly what it's saying. And, and by the way, this isn't my interpretation. This is just something I felt impressed to share about that. You know, imagine how many people will get drawn to us, Brother Steve, that are in a place of spiritual nakedness, that are in a place of spiritual hunger, and they get drawn, you know, and, and the Lord sometimes is just saying, you know, come forth and rest because, you know, you, you, you need to take that rest in me. Um, you know, you want to talk about the Sabbath. We got to understand about the day that the Lord rested. He He rested from a lot of the work that he did, and it wasn't necessarily work with his own hands. But I mean, obviously, this this was, <laughs> you know, things that you and I, brother Steve, would consider work. It's <laughs> it. The the Lord would laugh at that because he's like, dude, I can do that with like a flake <laughs> of my skin. Um, you know, so so yeah, it doesn't have to be true. natural work, yeah. but you know, um, but like spiritual work, like the spiritual work that it took. The I mean, I don't know about you guys, but if you ever been out there preaching and you you know you're just like you know you're on fire. And you're up here, you're up on the mountaintop, and then afterwards you just like, you know, you crash. You know, imagine that's that's how the father felt, but a lot more. So he did that to be able to recharge us spiritually. But there's others around that have not observed that and that are spiritually depleted, spiritually hungry, spiritually naked. And they might get drawn to you like a moth to the flame or, you know, somebody that would be in that state of need. And how this all goes together, you know, if we learn to draw closer to the Father, draw, draw nigh to Him in even the smallest of tasks, Brother Steve, you know, you want, you, you want to tie all this stuff together and talk about in the beginning, you know, how you wanted to taste of the Father and, and, and see, go into the throne rooms, the courtrooms of heaven, you know, that right there, this is all part and parcel. How it starts, how it ends, I mean, it's like never, it's a never ending rabbit hole, so to speak, um, of how the Lord wants to do things in our lives. So, you know, brothers and sisters, just buckle up, get ready, let your light break forth, and it shall, if if you observe the commandments that the Father has given you. I'm not talking about the ten, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not, you know, you know, not all the thouest right. and theists and sayest, no, but. The things that he's and even those, commanded us to and do. Those love are your okay. brother. Yeah. Love your enemy. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say. And, no, go ahead. And those ten commandments are okay. They're they're good mm-hmm. because because they are they are good. 
but you're right, Curtis. It's not it's not about those thou shalt not and thou shalt not and thou shalt not. It's it's about what can I do, Lord? What can I do, Lord? What can I do, Lord? And if I keep looking at you, they're gonna see they're gonna see the light. If I keep looking at you, Lord, they're gonna see your light coming through. You're gonna see the light coming through. And they're and then those that are hungry and those that are naked, uh, and those that need need to be filled are going to have the opportunity. Because I, I, I say it, if I said it once, I said it a hundred times. It, we're, we are not, we are nothing. We are nothing without the Lord. And so we might as well allow him to work through us. Because, because people don't want to listen to Brother Curtis or Sister Haley or Brother Steve or Sister Paula or 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 anyone for that matter um unless there's something coming forth from the belly that is beyond what we are anyone can speak but but is what is the lord leading how is the lord leading and so those are the things that are going to fill the hunger and satisfy the afflicted soul and that's going to make the light rise in amen brother. so amen so, brothers and sisters, don't – I mean, I don't like that song, you know, this little light of my – dude, your light is more than little. But <laughs> what I got to say, brother, and then we'll kind of get ready here, is, you know, you guys just stand strong and and really let your light do shine, the light the light of the Father, the, the fire of the Holy Ghost. You know, let that shine forth in your life, um, even as simple as, you know, offering, you know, a, a chance to go and pray for somebody, offering any opportunity to just serve God and to just see how how quickly he has he has done things for you. Um and me and my wife we're going to kind of do this tonight. There was uh there was a prayer request that came in online, uh, brother Steve, well, well my wife actually did that. And um you know, basically it was about a young man out there in Toronto that needs prayers. And you know what? Me and my wife, we're going to, I told her, I said, you know what, love, we're going to go and we're going to pray for this um, tonight. And, you know, me and her together, something that we ought to do as not only um, husband and wife, but as men and women of God. Amen. Amen. So, exactly. Yeah, Agreed. So you know, stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because well, people, people, people will, listen, um, well, before we go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just—I was just going to say um, whatever it was I was going to say, and that thought probably went away, so we won't worry about it. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, you know, I'll tell you guys. Just, just be strong in the Lord. I'm telling you, get every opportunity to serve. But, brother Steve, before we get going, um, you know, can you give out your contact information, your website, how people can get a hold of you, and just, you know. Just put it out there for individuals and brothers and sisters that might need that extra encouraging, um, you know, or even if they're up here in the Canada area, because we do have listeners up here in Canada, praise God. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, we are Roundtable Ministries. Uh, we have a website. It's uh, com. And so if you want to understand a little bit more of who we are, uh, you will find a bunch of information up there. Uh, we also have uh, an email link. So if you'd like to email us, you can do that. You can hit the link or you can actually 
pump it into your own browser and send an email that way. I always prefer that personally. Um, we have a couple of phone numbers there. I have a Canadian phone number is 204-497-0077. It's, so it's 0077. I did that on purpose. <laughs> Um, and again, so that Canadian number is 204-497-0077. And we have an American phone number as well, which is 605-223-1866. Again, it's 605-223-1866. I just about had a meltdown there for a second. Um, and and that is actually a Skype number, brothers and sisters. So if you call, um, and if I suddenly don't get to that call quick enough, try and call again or leave a message, and I will call you back. Because a Skype sometimes takes a while to come through on the phone because it's a data it's a data transmission, and by the time the phone starts to ring, sometimes it's probably rang three or four times on your end. So at any rate, have patience with us. And brothers and sisters, if you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have prayer requests, if you have praise reports, if you have comments, by all means, share them. We're uh, we'd love to hear from you. We're we're just we're just everyday normal people. You can probably hear it by the way we talk. And so, God bless you guys. <laughs> and if you have any needs, let us know. Amen. I. Hey man, I only laugh, brother, because you know you talk about everyday day folk, and I'm thinking of DARPAs, you know, and the village dwellers. Funny, <laughs> <laughs> Curtis, really uh, funny. Well, anyway, we love you guys. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> love you, yeah, Anyway. Yep. Um, we is. love you guys, man. Love you, brother Steve. Thank you for coming on, dude. We'll schedule again for next coming Tuesday. Um, and brothers and sisters, don't forget to tune in tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain um, for more of, round, of uh, Young Disciples. Um, so thank you, Brother Steve, for coming on. Um, love and appreciate you, man of God. Uh, and with that being said, shalom, shalom. We are going to be out of here as soon as I can get to my phone because, Brother Steve, I'm telling you, I'm a little freaked out and a little scared um, about using my laptop right now because of just the – just the way that the internet's been kind of tanking around on us, amen. So, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see how all that goes. Um, like seriously, man, it's always a shot in the dark with this thing. But uh, all right, well, brothers and sisters, I love and appreciate you guys. I'm gonna leave you out of here with Hiller Land. Uh, God bless you guys. Check you out tomorrow. Get the word out. Peace out. And uh, we're gonna try to do the Sunday show. I don't know. We'll see. Saturday or Sunday, Lord willing. Amen. God bless you guys. See you guys tomorrow. Revive